My name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. In today's podcast, I want to talk about a topic that I feel like I know so many college students go through at one time or another in their life. And I wanted to talk through it, talk with you guys about it, and give you some advice on what to do. So, it feels like every college student at one time or another has thought, wow, I chose the wrong major. I would really rather do this major or this program or this career. And there are a huge number of people that actually do switch their major once, twice. I've heard people switch five or more times in their time at college. But especially in our generation, our millennial and Gen Z generations, this can be really challenging because switching majors in college can mean thousands more dollars of debt, several more years of school where we're not able to work full-time and make money. And that's a really daunting thought, I think. So today I'm gonna talk about what it means to switch your major, how you can avoid switching your major, and what to do about when you've realized that the program you're in might not take you where you wanna go. So to set the scene, when I was in college in my undergrad at St. Kate's, I knew immediately from the start that I wanted to study dietetics. I was a declared dietetics major right from the beginning. Um, and I'm really lucky that I found something right away that was pretty much exactly what I wanted to go into. And I know that's kind of a rarity. But at the time, I also was an American Sign Language minor. I really loved ASL. I really wanted to learn it um, to get good at it, and I wanted to minor in it. And I sort of realized, maybe about two years into my program, that while I loved the language, I enjoyed getting to learn it, getting better at it, communicating with it, learning about deaf culture. I had a deaf roommate for a while even. Um, hi, Renee, if you're listening or watching. Love you. But I didn't enjoy going to classes. I stopped enjoying classwork. I hated doing my homework. I dreaded it. The tests were not something I looked forward to. And I realized that even though ASL was definitely a passion of an, and an interest of mine, I no longer wanted to study it academically. So about two years into my college degree, I decided to drop my ASL minor and just continue on with the dietetics major by itself. And that's okay, and I think the first step in this, and what a lot of people maybe don't know or don't realize, is that it's okay to have an interest or a hobby and not study it and make a career out of it. Um, you know, I love ASL, but I didn't want to continue studying it in college. I was content with being able to use it extracurricularly just in my everyday life when it would come up, and that was enough for me. I think another place where this comes up a lot is with, I have a lot of friends who are music majors or music education majors, and I love music. I did a ton of music all throughout um, growing up and in high school, and I considered at one point being a music major because I enjoyed it so much. But I sort of realized before I went to college even that even though I loved music, it was another passion and a hobby of mine, I really only wanted to do music when I wanted to do music. Like, when I was really feeling it, I wanted to sing. When I was really feeling it, I wanted to, you know, play piano and do all these other things and get better at it. But when I didn't want to, I didn't want to. 
And I think that's a challenge with music ed specifically, but with a lot of other um, careers in general or majors in general is that when you're interested in something that's great, but when you're studying that thing, you have to push through that coursework and those homeworks and those projects, even when you don't want to. So for a music major, even if you're really not feeling like it, you have to practice. You have to be involved in a certain number of performing ensembles. You have to take lessons and all of these things. And I knew for myself pretty early on when I was thinking about this that I enjoyed music, but if I was going to have to force myself to do music when I didn't want to do music, it would have just completely sucked the joy out of it for me. And I think that's really important to learn. I mean, some people go into college loving anything and having a passion and an interest for anything, but it's okay to realize that even though you're interested in it, you don't have to study it in college. You don't have to make a career out of it. And it's great if you do, and some people really just have that match of a passion and a hobby turning into a degree, turning into a dream career, but that's not every person, and that's okay. The flip side of realizing that a hobby you have isn't necessarily something you want to study for the rest of your life and you want to actually go into something completely different than your hobbies and interests is realizing that the thing you're studying isn't quite you want, what you want to do and what you would rather do is pursue a passion or a hobby academically and make that your career. And we always kind of relate this to like arts um, and I think the most of the examples I can think of are careers in the liberal arts. Um, so maybe you're in engineering and you realize that you actually don't want to be an engineer. You would much rather <laughs> go into photography or maybe you're in pre-med and you realize that you don't want to do pre-med. You would rather teach high school science or a bunch of other examples of, you know, something that you enjoy doing as a hobby which may or may not seem like a, pl a plausible career. And I think it's very scary to realize that the thing you want to do is pursue music full time or become a teacher, even though teachers get paid crap. Or maybe I can't even think of other examples really, but it's okay to realize that you want to go into something that seems a little bit less stable or more artsy or society frowns upon. If it's what you truly want to do, then you should do it. Don't worry about what your mom's going to say or don't worry about how your high school friends are going to judge you. Like, do it. Totally. And on that note, it's okay if the things you realize you want to do don't involve school at all. You know, I had a teacher in high school share a story of his friend who all that guy wanted to do was become a park ranger at the Grand Canyon. But his parents made him go to college, so he went to college for four years for something, immediately graduated, and then went and go got that job as a park ranger in the Grand Canyon. And that was totally irrelevant to what he was studying, and he didn't need a college degree to do that. And that's okay. Maybe you realize that you have a passion for food service and customer service, and you absolutely adore your job as a server. That's okay, you know? Or maybe you absolutely think the idea of becoming an esthetician or a cosmetologist or a hairstylist, maybe those things are really appealing to you. Maybe you just want to be a carpenter. Maybe you want to go to trade school, become a mechanic. Maybe you want to start your own business and you don't want to keep being in college. You would rather just, you know, pursue that business full time. That's okay. That's totally okay. And you should absolutely go for it if that's something you really want to do. 
I would say maybe make sure you're not making decisions impulsively. Make sure you're consulting people around you that can give you solid advice. But it's okay to do what you want to do. And you shouldn't feel shame or feel restricted by what society says about that. You should just do what you feel is going to bring you joy and success in the long run. I also had um, a few months ago a friend of mine and a peer who had been in college with me a few years younger than me telling me that she had switched out of her dietetics major and into social work. And she was feeling unsure about it and just really not sure she had made the right choice even though she knew that dietetics as a major wasn't a good fit for her. She didn't love the science classes and it was sucking the joy out of it for her even though she did really feel a passion for nutrition. So we started talking about the types of things that she did enjoy and what she thought she might want to do with her degree after she graduated. And she said she liked doing things like helping people live healthier lives, educating people, working on projects and program interventions to benefit individuals and populations, um, you know, things like that, connecting people with resources. And you could do or be involved in a career that you get to do all of those things and you could major in dietetics and get to do that. You could major in social work and get to do that. You could major in, heck, you know, nursing, biology, communications, and still get to be in a career that lets you do all of that, which I think is so cool. And I was telling her, like, it's okay that dietetics as a major wasn't a great fit for you. There are tons of jobs out there that are going to get you where you want to be, no matter what your major is a lot of them are going to equip you with essentially the same soft skills even though you're going to get slightly different hard skills. Um, which is a topic I feel like I hear a lot when, when I'm reading articles about job interviews. You hear about like hard skills, so like technical abilities. So as a dietetics major some of my hard skills are nutrient assessment or medical nutrition knowledge, or I have a food, cert food safety certification management. Those are my hard skills. As for my soft skills, I mean, I'm a good public speaker. I'm good at writing. I'm good at project coordination. But none of those things are specific to my degree. Those are my soft skills, the things that I've developed as a result of things I've worked on, on top of developing those hard skills through coursework and internships. And I think that's really cool. I think it's just so awesome. So I would say to a person who is really thinking that they're in the wrong degree field, they're in the wrong major, maybe you aren't. Certainly there are instances where you definitely are, but there's a lot more overlap between careers than there are in specific majors. So let's say that you are currently a biology major midway through your junior year of college, so switching isn't a great financial option for you, but you've realized that your passion really doesn't lie in the hard biology skills, but in, you know, you really want to do communications and marketing. Well, that's okay. There are a lot of places where you can develop those soft skills in communications and marketing that employers are really going to value and you'll also have the benefit of having the hard biology skills which could actually be an asset if maybe you want to work in communications for a research company 
or for a college that does a lot of biology programming. And the trick to this is you can't just, you know, finish up your degree in biology and then immediately go out and get a communications job. Sometimes it works that way, sometimes it doesn't. Usually it doesn't, I should say. But a really good way to prepare yourself and get yourself ready for those moments is to, along with your coursework, which for this particular example, maybe you're sticking with that, you're sticking with biology even though it's not really what you want to do, but really load up your class projects, your internships, your volunteer work, your paid job experiences, load all of that up with communications stuff or aim it in the direction of communications. And what this will do is it will not only give you the practical experience, equip you with some more of those soft skills and even some of those hard communication skills that you know employers are looking for, but it will also definitely make sure that you know where you wanna go and what you wanna do. So when you're walking into your fresh out of your biology degree walking into a job interview, your resume shouldn't just say that you're a biology major. That likely isn't going to get you the job all by itself, especially if you're going for a communications job. But if your resume also says things like you were the front desk receptionist for your biology building, or you did a literature review with a professor that was pretty writing heavy, or maybe you volunteered to teach STEM classes at the local middle school, or the list really goes on here. Maybe you managed um, social media and publicity for the biology club, or for another student club that has nothing to do with biology. You know, this will develop your skills in communications and show that you have relevant experience that you could bring to that job, even though your degree might not be relevant. And through having these experiences, you'll also be able to relate to your employer during the job interview that you have the skills and that you see the connections between the things you've done in the past and the things that you can now do and that the things the things that you hope to do should the company hire you. So if the company asks you for a time when you had to communicate on a team and coordinate, you can draw from that experience, say where you got it and what you learned, and say why you think it's valuable. And I think that's just so important. I love getting to go into job interviews and they'll ask me questions and I'll be able to pull from different experiences I've had, be they directly related to nutrition or be they a little bit more abstract. Um, for example, my work with the Madison Scouts, not always nutrition related. Sometimes you're just literally in a truck in Alabama making food, but you know, learning valuable lessons from that along the way. Another place that you can go if you're really feeling like you're in the wrong program or in the wrong major is to your advisor or to career services or to the advisor of a program that you think you might be a better fit for. And I encourage you to sit down, make appointments with these people and really talk through why you think the program you're in right now isn't a good fit for you, where you hope to be, and let them help you talk through all of that and let them help you decide, well, should I switch my major? Should I stay where I am and add a minor or a double major? Should I stay where I am but take a few extra classes in that other area? They might even be able to introduce you to people 
in the field that you really hope to be working with. And those people might not have the degree that you think you need or you think you want, which I think is really cool. Definitely take advantage of those networking opportunities and take advantage of the wealth of knowledge um, that your advisors may have. And again, I'll acknowledge not all college advisors are fantastic. I've had really good luck with mine and that's why I always say go back to that, but definitely reach out to the resources that are available to you. And if it's not your you know, advisor, maybe it's another professor in your program or a professor you know through something else or a staff member somewhere on campus or an off-campus mentor you know, whatever the case may be, definitely take advantage of those resources because the worst thing you can do when you're feeling like you're in the wrong place is to keep it to yourself because you're likely just gonna stay unhappy. My last piece of advice is something that I think we as millennials and Gen Zers who are accumulating tens of thousands of dollars of debt and are scared and really just don't want to do things that might sabotage our ability to live comfortable or stable lives. There are a lot of people out there who, you know, are genuinely afraid of that financial instability for good reason. But don't be afraid to, if you're truly, truly sure that switching to a new program will be the thing that makes you happy and gets you where you want to be, don't be afraid of that. And don't be afraid of that, whether it means adding an extra year of school or whether it means going back for a master's after you graduate or whether it means finishing up your degree and taking a few years off to work to make the money to go back to school. And don't be afraid if you're truly in a program that's not a good fit for you. Don't be afraid to take a break from school as a whole, which is such a scary thought. And I think it's terrifying for a lot of people to be honest to think that you need to take a break and what are you going to do in the meantime and what about this student debt and all of that but if taking a break from school is really going to prepare you for success I would say don't be afraid of that option but also talk to your resources to make sure that you can go about it in a way that's not going to compromise your safety and stability so maybe that means you're not sure what you want to do, you think you shouldn't return for the next semester while you figure it out, but you're afraid that you're going to have to start paying off your student debts. Well, maybe in the meantime you get a full-time job, or maybe you only take one semester off and then you go back, or whatever it means to keep you feeling stable and safe. But the financial aid people at your school, the career services people at your school, the counseling center at your school, all these places are going to be great resources for you to be able to talk that out and come up with a game plan. One more note. I think as much as I completely want to validate people who do find themselves in those situations of genuinely being in the wrong major for what they want to be doing, I think there's also something to be said for having those moments of stress and frustration and aggravation and sleep deprivation and all those other stressors in our lives that can cause us to just feel as though we've chosen the wrong thing. And I've totally been there and it sucks. And I think when you're in those moments, it is important to be able to differentiate 
when you're truly in a situation that you want to change and when you're just really feeling overwhelmed and burned out. Did a whole episode on that on YouTube not too long ago. Um, shameless plug for that, I suppose. Go check out my YouTube channel. But definitely in those moments where you're feeling hopeless, feeling like the world is ending, feeling like you're in the wrong place and you've made the wrong decision, take a step back. Maybe think, did I sleep enough last night? Am I just really mad at my group project partners right now? Is this research paper really getting to me? What is it that is causing me to feel this? And maybe you'll find that you're just having a moment of frustration. Or maybe you'll find that you are genuinely in the wrong place. So I would encourage you to just absolutely reflect in those moments where it feels like the world is ending to figure out what it is that's going on more deeply than that. Thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed this podcast and I hope you did too. Please leave me a comment, a review, a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. I would love to hear what you think, if you've changed your major, how many times you've changed your major. Um, if you're in a career that's completely different from what you studied in school, I would love to hear about all of that. So don't be afraid to reach out. I am looking forward to it. Please also go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I'm at FeedThatNation or check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com, where I talk recipes, podcasting, photography, and other awesome adventures about my life in graduate school. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation and you've been listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.